Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rick McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Brad. I'm a VR YouTuber and streamer. Wait, in IR, you lost my place again? Okay, I'm <laughs> Destiny Wheeler, entrepreneur and VR enthusiast. Not that it's I would same... remember that by now. <laughs> no, I was about to say, it's the same thing for the past 29 <laughs> weeks, Destiny. <laughs> and I'm out of trouble. See, now so, I'm messing up. You, now, you, now I can't introduce myself. <laughs> I'm Adam Charlton, a software developer who totally punched my table being overly ambitious in Pavlov this week. (laughs) Because Pavlov is awesome. Because Pavlov, you know, when you got to get that knife kill, you really got to get it. (laughs) You do. I just, um, I just, uh, just past week adjusted my like, uh, Oculus settings because I have a smaller play space again to like, I, if, if I get my hand within like three feet of the boundary, it shows up now. Um, (laughs) just, I'm like, I'm not taking any chances. You see, you've just Um, described my entire play space though. So (laughs) Yeah, six feet, I guess so. It might not be that aggressive, but it's something along those lines. <laughs> um, so if you haven't clued in yet, uh, we're actually in VR right now. We're, we're looking at each other. We're making rude hand gestures. You know, it's fun <laughs> stuff. So if you if you want uh, to be a part Happy. of all this, we're... In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that in, this Valve Index. Um, if you want to be a part of this, uh, consider checking out the YouTube channel. We are live streaming right now, um, and that is exclusive to our YouTube community. The the live stream will become a private video as soon as um, we're done here. So you know, check out the check out the YouTube channel. We got some fun stuff. Um, yeah, see I us always, do the introductions twice during the live stream because we keep yeah, messing up. You know, it's good yeah, times. That, <laughs> it's good times. It's good times. We will be running this podcast in three sections instead of four tonight, and that will probably continue. Um, usually we have that gaming section before the discussion section. We've decided to combine the two, but uh, basically every month we'll have the the discussion section will be about the games of that month. So that's how we're, how we're going to plan to run things. We'll see how well that works. Um, hopefully it's not a mistake in lieu of the upcoming holidays. There's going to be a lot of big VR games coming out. Um, so we'll see how this all goes. But the three sections, for those of you that are new here, we have the first, a Q&A section. That's from our Discord and Patreon communities. Consider becoming a part of those. You can get your questions here answered live on the podcast. Um Second, we have the VR gaming news section. So that is just the news related to VR gaming that came out this week. And lastly, we have a discussion that changes week to week. So this week we will be talking about your VR Christmas buying guide, our recommendations, our thoughts. Um, Hopefully we've got enough experience between the four of us that we can give you guys some good recommendations. Um, The last week we covered if games should be doing flat, uh, uh, VR support versus entirely VR only games. You know, what should developers be doing? What's a good choice at this point? Um, was a pretty darn good discussion. If you want to hear our decisions on that matter, check out last week's episode 28 podcast. And now we can hop into the Q&A after doing the introduction twice over because we're uh, not great at, or I'm not great at. <laughs> pushing buttons is hard it's, it's hard and you know it's, <laughs> when you're when you've been doing it for so long you just like you forget whether you've done it or not 
<laughs> I'm, glad I, I'm glad I thought to check. Well, Q&A, Starside sent us the most random question this week. <laughs> he says, who's the best at math? Now, if I had to make a guess, I would just assume the nerd computer dude, Adam. But let me tell you real quick. <laughs> when I was in high school, I was actually, in all of school, I was really good at math. But contrary to what everyone seems to think, they think that means you like doing it. I hated math, just like everyone else does. And yet... And people are always like, oh, you're good at math. You must like it. No, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you like doing it. I'm pretty it's good true. at doing the dishes. I don't like doing the dishes, though. Like, what the heck? Right. What, what about what about you, Destiny? What we'll about, have to ask oh, Natalie. Not me. Does, does yeah, Natalie see... agree that you're good at doing dishes? Well, I'm the only one that does them, so apparently. Oh, <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> she works, so I do the dishes. It's the it's the it's a trade off. Don't worry. I see. <laughs> it's I the see. unspoken rule, right? <laughs> You were saying Disney? Um, so, yeah, where I'm from, 60 is passing, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, oh, same I'm from same where I'm from. Really? <laughs> huh. Because in the state that I live now, it's 70 and up is passing, so that's why usually when I say that, people think it's weird. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Well, I, I don't know if it's that exact percentage, but it feels that way. It's just like, I just want to yeah, pass. That's all. Yeah, yeah, bare minimum. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Software Developer. Yeah, well, Are I you... mean, I'm totally comfortable taking the, you know, the title of resident nerd. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because unless you, like, actually majored in math or, like, have an engineering degree, I've probably done a lot more math, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I'm also, it's not just that. If if that was that alone, yeah, I mean, I would, I would have a lot of math. But I'm also the kind of guy that like looks up math YouTube videos. <laughs> oh my gosh! Hey, you know numbers are really <laughs> cool, all right? Numbers are cool. <laughs> it's not like I need them for my job uh-huh. or anything, you know? <laughs> yeah, so cool numbers. Oh, you're so cool, Adam. I am numbers. numbers. <laughs> hey, hey those are the like studying numbers. Just means right. I get to see those same numbers show up in my bank account. You know, <laughs> totally worth it. Fair hey, enough. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Rip? Well, if you haven't gotten it already, I hate math. I would like, I'd, I'd, I, I was a student. I, I was really good at English and and a lot of those other sort of like non-math classes and art. decent at science. Yeah, um, actually, I was never good at art. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. I don't, I don't know why people just crap on math, math so much. You know, like there's tons because of other stuff. No, there's tons of other stuff. I, I don't know why math takes all the takes all the brunt, though. You know, we we had to take so many stupid classes in high school. You know, no one goes up and like, what's a really good example? Um, you know, weirdly, I can't think of any. Maybe I'm saying why. <laughs> because no, they're no one all takes, like, a French class in high school, you know, and no one goes like, "Oh, I hated French. French was the worst." You know, I never get to use it. It's mm-hmm. like you use math all the time, even if you're like not an engineer or anything. I don't know why people crap on math. <laughs> but like, see, they teach you like the super advanced crap that you don't ever use. Like, I use the yeah. very, very basic amount that I learned in school. Hmm. Yes. Are you about to say something, Adam? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm he was, he was raising a, a finger. Point. like I know. I'm, I'm raising a finger like, wait a sec. And then I keep like, oh, wait, no, that's not quite true. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 that's not quite true. The thing is that like I use math all the time. And so it's hard for me not to maybe have an appreciation for math. 
you know mm-hmm. i don't right. know maybe that's a conversation <laughs> for another day <laughs> it is <laughs> if you want contact me on the discord and i will tell you in incredible quality why math is awesome crickets just not one person <laughs> it's gonna i'm sure someone that someone will be out there and will ask me why math is awesome and it i will like, tell you <laughs> it sounds like jordan here might uh might might send you a message he, he seems Be to your like math that. soulmate i know our chat's yeah. going wild nerd alert oh, <laughs> oh that, that's cut right. <laughs> i'm gonna move us on to spare adam that's here great. um destiny you got a you got nat's question yes so from natty Brady, she asked do you think movies will come out in virtual reality how would a virtual movie theater work part of what makes movie theaters fun is hearing the rest of the audience laugh react could that ever work in a virtual reality space so um i never got a clear answer but has she ever tried um why can't i'm like going blank big screen no i have she has not i don't think okay so yeah i mean honestly when she asked that question like that was my first thought was big screen i think if for whoever hasn't used big screen it it literally is this like they were able to pull off a virtual movie theater and I think they nailed it. It's one of the first apps I ever tried, and I love it. And it it touches on everything that she's mentioning, like as far as the audience and being able to interact and still hear each other. I don't know. It's really cool. I mean, what do you think? Do you think like is that what she's talking about, or I think, it, think? I think it's a I think that's what we have that is the version of it. But I yeah. think in her mind, it's not quite the same, or at least even in mine, because in big screen, the weird thing about it is like you're with people, you're having fun mm-hmm. watching a thing, but it still feels like you're like watching a movie on Netflix with all your friends on a conference call. It for some really? reason doesn't feel like you're actually like there's a moment and like someone goes to say something and someone starts to interrupt them and it's like you stop and it's it just never quite feels like you're all in one room for some reason in big screen to me like i feel like if someone else laughs i have to like shut up like i was like oh oh, they're being loud i can hear it all loud it just for some reason never quite gets the presence of like an actual audience maybe it's because it feels like they're just too loud and too close but yeah i think i think we'll get there but i think right now big screen is really cool if you're like with a couple intimate friends but if you were in like a theater with a hundred other people in big screen i feel like it would just be it just wouldn't feel like you were enjoying the movie with everyone it would just be like all this white noise and then trying to watch a movie but you see, yeah. there's another way that we could take this too, though, because that's that doesn't really change anything, though. It, it just feels like, oh, yeah, I'm going to the movies just, you know, in my underwear in my room, you know. Um, <laughs> but there's another way that we can take this, though, which is you a virtual reality movie that takes, you know, the full experience of VR in a movie, you know, where. You can look forward, but you can also look to the left and to the right. Instead of just having, you know, just a flat movie theater, you're sitting in a room, but being able to look anywhere, you know, you're in the middle of an active war zone following the characters, but you can look around and see tanks rolling by, look up and see the planes flying overhead. And maybe mm-hmm. that's the type of virtual reality movie that that she's talking about and maybe that we need. But if it yeah, was so that you- kind, I don't think I'd want to do it with other people around. Like... <laughs> Like at that point, I'd want to be like pretty fairly immersed, right? And like having Joe Schmo eating popcorn <laughs> a couple feet away loudly <laughs> would kind of ruin that. <laughs> and even like even friends, like I mean, obviously, there's some movies that are better with friends because you can make fun of them, right? Like most horror movies. Um, but like like what you're talking about, like some like action thing, or um, I don't know, like some of the more artsy movies, like I would not want 
like it's fu- it's funny because I wouldn't mind hearing people laughing if I was in a movie theater watching it. But if I was truly in the world and like observing people around me doing this stuff mm-hmm. and then someone cracked a joke and suddenly I heard like ambient laughter from all the people <laughs> that also have me. Like I wouldn't like that. It's like the whole studio audience with Fresh Prince of Bel Air though. Who are all these people laughing? Like, what is this <laughs> <Yeah>. crap? <laughs> yeah. There's a reason they stopped. That. Yes, I am the laugh track now, you know? <laughs> right. And maybe like it depends on because didn't you say it's been a while since you've been in big screen? Yeah, I, I go in for weird stuff, but I've I've been in kind of recently, <laughs> but I can't say I've like watched stuff, an actual huh? movie. Like <laughs> SpaceX crap that never launches and you're just bored there for half an hour and random stuff. But yeah. I can't say I've watched many movies. I watch more concerts and events in those kind of things than right. like an actual movie. Maybe then it also kind of just depends on like what you go in for, because I know last Halloween, there is actually like, you know, people can host like their own events or whatever. And so the dude was like hosting a old like 80s cheesy horror movie marathon. And it was actually really fun. And so like there was a pretty good sized amount of people in the room, but it was the perfect um, to me at the time. It was the perfect combination of like being able to watch the movie. But then people there was like it felt like commentary like people were like interacting and we could still talk about it and laugh at things but um but yeah other than that i mean i haven't really came across anything else that really Mm. gets that close to it you know Mm -hmm. all right i'm gonna move us on just so we can uh, keep things rolling here uh adam you got our last question i do so our last question comes from commander nexion on our discord and he asked, when we reach the level of direct brain-computer interface, what are some problems you foresee with total digital immersion? And first of all, what problems do you foresee as someone who works in software and seen people screw up software in every conceivable way possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm actually kind of scared for the future of direct com- brain-computer interface, you know? Because mm-hmm. allowing a machine to you know, hijack the neurons that are going into your brain, the, those electrical signals, first of all, it just seems terrifying. 100% the early testers are going to go into paralysis without a doubt, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, you know, if that's not a big enough number one, right, we got more. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I can see people that just maybe never want to leave or they get right. confused about which version is actually real or what is reality. those are some big problems that we as a society need to address before I think we can even begin talking about this. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? If society gets really awful and the world's awful, I mean, maybe that should be our new reality because you you just don't want to come out and deal with the world anymore. I I could see it. I could see it. (laughs) I could see it happening. I mean, that's basically the premise for what's that movie, uh, Ready Player One. Up front, like you right, don't know right. exactly what movie that is. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, I can't think of the name. <laughs> yeah, I, I think about like I've met, I've met kids uh, in rec room who are like, oh, I've played for 10 straight hours, 11 straight hours, and I didn't eat or anything. Wow. And I'm like, already as a society, we're pretty bad at listening to our bodies telling us what they need. Like, <laughs> like Nat is like the only person in my life I've ever met. Like most people say, oh, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. She'll say, oh, I, I need exercise. It's like, I, when she said that for the first time, I was like, what? Like most people <laughs> don't ever have that feeling. Well, like, oh, her. I need to get some exercise. <laughs> like, and we're already so good at not listening to our bodies that like, man, once you're in VR and you're immersed like that, like, I feel like 
people would just be treating their bodies so badly. It would just be a nightmare. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And so there are some problems. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. And with that, we can move on into the news segment. But first, oh, oh, I see. Wait. Okay. Sorry, guys. There's a little thing on the question? script and someone added. I don't really know <laughs> who asked this or what. Are you saying that the, the sponsorship? sponsorship so, like, segment? Yeah. so, like, Adam has a really good spiel to, like, throw out there. So, if you wanted to, like, make him do it once in a while instead of know, Adam, always you wanna, having to do it. Adam, you want to introduce today's sponsorship? sponsorship? I would love to introduce today's sponsor. All right. That's all you, bro. <laughs> This week's new segment is brought to you by Asterion. (laughs) Asterion offers high-quality universal VR headstands. With RGB lighting and sleek, minimalistic look, this stand is a perfect companion to your headset while you're away. And now a bunch of us own a couple of these headstands. Jay, I know you own a couple of them. What's your configuration with this Asterion headstand? How, How does it enhance your setup? Well, it looks gorgeous because I have way too much RGB gamer crap in my room now, which I didn't used to have any, and I have way too much. But I actually have two of them on my entertainment center upstairs that holds both my quests. And it's just so cool because, like, if someone's over, they're like, what is that? Like, it it shows that virtual reality is something that I spend way too much of my life on, but it also gets other people curious about it. <laughs> like, they see this glowing thing over there, like, what is this? It's like in those movies when they come in and there's, like, some haunted skull or something that's glowing and they're, like, all attracted to it. It 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 really looks great, but like people want to know about it. It's a conversation starter, and it's just it, they're just awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome, thanks for that, Jay. And so you can get an Asterian headstand. Well, we either get the you can get one for your VR headset. You can get one for your headphones now as well. If you go to asterianproducts.com and use the code Full Dive at checkout, that is F U L L D I V E. You can get five dollars off any order nineteen ninety nine or more. Mm-hmm. All it's right, and now sweet. on to the news. <laughs> it, that, and that is a great deal. Well, <laughs> let's talk about Asgard's Wrath. And I, I say that, and a lot of people are probably, there are like, probably what, what the heck are you talking about? Asgard's Wrath is an RPG Oculus exclusive, exclusive to the PC. But the crazy thing they're doing this holiday season is if you buy a Quest 2 and link it up to your PC between now and the holidays, you're going to get Asgard's Wrath free so that you have a free, great PC game to play linked to your Quest 2. Well, inevitably, Reddit flipped out when this happened because they said (laughs) from now on, and everyone who already had a Quest 2 was like, what the heck? I already bought my Quest 2. Can I return mine and get it back just to get this game? Well, Oculus was like, okay, okay. Everyone gets it. Who's got a Quest 2 now? So if, if you're like me, you already got your Quest 2, you got to contact Oculus Support, show them proof of purchase, and then they're going to give you a copy of Asgard's Wrath to, as well. Mm. So it's pretty nice. cool. I actually haven't played it. Rip, have you played it? I feel like you might have said you had. This is the game that has been on like the top of my play this game, Rip, you procrastinator list. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> because I have been like... um. So the one it reminds me most of for like flat screen gaming is God of War. And I love God of War. Um, So I have been meaning to pick up and play this game, but it's like, it's, it's, it never gets below like 40 bucks. I think it went on sale once during my entire time of owning VR. So like between that versus the other games that have been coming out, I just haven't had that week where I'm like, all right, I don't have a game to play this week. I've got 40 bucks. I'm just going to throw in this and finally play this game because it looks really cool. Um, but no, to answer your question, I have not. 
I haven't uh, played it yet. Buy a Quest <laughs> 2, get the game in your library, return <laughs> the Quest 2. I will not be getting a Quest done. 2, sure. <laughs> <laughs> just, just one day is all you need. No, I'm excited. Mm. I contacted a support. They contacted me back, and they are like, hey, can we get a couple more details? So I need to email them again. Hopefully, I'll have this by tomorrow or the next day because I've always nice. wanted some. But same thing. It's kind of spendy, and it looks really good. It actually reminded me in the screenshots of like Shadow of Mordor, which is a game yeah, I really Yeah, liked. yeah, I could see that. I really liked it flat. And so I was like, ooh, this looks really good. But f- it's like 40 bucks is kind of a lot for most VR games, especially when you're not really sure about it. So I'm excited right. to get it free and and find out how it is. Well, you know, this mm-hmm. game has won numerous awards for like best game of the year and all sorts of nominations back in 2019 when it came out. It looks like an incredible game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, we we definitely need to play it. This is super cool. I was I was really I was one of those Reddit users that was totally pissed off when I saw that <laughs> they, they weren't. He was like, I was on that thing. Does, dude doesn't even own a Quest too, and it's just. <laughs> right? yeah. I'm mad for He's all of there. you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love Reddit. I love it. <laughs> all right, uh, we got some more news pieces though. Uh, we just got the next one, Adam. You got it. I'll take the next one. So this is from a Japanese electronics company, JVC. They're starting to dip their toes into the VR world a little bit with an augmented reality headset that features a full 120 degree field of view and two and a half thousand resolution per eye. So the company sees this headset as really more of an enterprise level headset, meaning expensive. But mm-hmm. but given that it works with Steam VR tracking controllers right out of the box, I'm sure that people are going to be using it for their playstyles and their setups. So this mm-hmm. unnamed prototype does not yet have a price or a release date, but they are inviting interested companies to come try out the prototype and see some different potential applications of the technology. And so if this this is a hugely big deal not just for vr but for ar as well this more looks like a pair of safety goggles where it fully offers full see-through so if you're wearing the car you'll be able to fully see stuff and then it just projects things onto the lens of these glasses the now this has been done before but you get something like you know microsoft windows mixed reality has done this sort of thing right the game changer for this one is the full 120 degree field of view and the insane resolution. This could be a game changer for mixed reality headsets. Mm-hmm. And this I is, do worry. These oh, are see-through ahead. lenses. This is aug- This is. I mean, it's going to play right. games, but this is augmented reality. Like you're you're totally seeing through these lenses. Is that right? You can totally see through the lenses if you want to. However, there is like a full VR mode where it just projects fully onto the screen. It's not built for gaming, and so there's going to be like a lot of light bleed through and things like that. But you could feasibly imagine yourself playing like a simulator type of game, like a car racing game or a, or a flight game, where you, it just fully projects onto the screen and you get a really wide field of view um, on this headset. Oh, okay. It's so I weird. do worry. So, go, go, go rep, go rep. Okay, I do worry that two, 2.5K resolution, that sounds like a lot on paper. Um, but, I mean, to be honest, once you get to 120 degrees field of vision, that doesn't seem like a lot to me. Your pixels per inch is actually going to be pretty low at that point. Um, and, like, like the, the, the quote, the resolution of a human eye is 50K plus. Whew. That, that's so, only in a small degree, right, though? that That's just like in the middle, you know? 
I mean, yeah, but like even at the edges, you've still got some pretty incredible. Like, there, there's other things that play into it, of course. The human eye is extremely complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, like, I mean, I'm already starting to like just with my headset be like, I'm all right. I, I'd, I'd kind of like a higher resolution here. Um, but this is, I think, going to have at that at those specs a lower pixels per inch than my Rift S for that field of view. Um, so. I worry that that like uh, that this is kind of an example of like I'm wondering if the technology is there. Um, if this is going to be enterprise, it's going to be expensive. That's it's it like if this is the best that we can do, then it's the best we can do. Um, but I kind of was hoping to see a, a little bit better. There. I was hoping to see at least a 4K resolution for 120 degree field uh, field of view. But you see, they're not trying to target gaming though. They're they're trying to target you know teaching right. people how to fly fighter jet. And so you put them in like a mock fighter jet and then have simulations of planes flying by them, you know, and and that's really cool. And it'd be good enough for that. Absolutely. We need to start getting the thing maybe for augmented. It's good. I was just going to say real quick for clarification, we need to start getting like specific terms in VR that actually make sense. So because people are saying the Quest 2 has 2K per eye and they're saying that means it has 4K. So does that mean people are going to say this has 5K? Because it's two point five k per eye, so like this is where we're gonna start getting into the into the weeds if we don't start getting terms across the whole VR scheme. What the hell resolution actually means? <laughs> right. right well, good it. luck getting different companies to agree to anything because yeah. marketing <laughs> will take that yeah, over. <laughs> same thing with AR VR. Every mm-hmm. R. <laughs> yeah, and and that and this is augmented reality, so it's gonna be even, like I don't even know how they define. Like when they say per eye, what does that mean when it's just a piece of glass that's being projected onto? Do you have lens in front? I don't I don't know. I don't know how they build those things. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting though. And I look forward to seeing what uh JVC ends up releasing, even if we'll never get our hands on it. It's just so random too, because like what was can you think of anything, Destiny, that you own that's a JVC product? Like No. I feel like my parents mm-hmm. had a JVC VCR. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I think that is why it sounds familiar. Maybe maybe in the like realm of enterprise they're known more. Maybe they make high-end cameras or some crap. I have or no printers idea. Printers or but something, a, you know. <laughs> yeah, as a consumer, I haven't seen anything JVC in longer than I can remember. It's so well, weird. And that's that why I wouldn't be it. surprised that this headset goes straight to enterprise. Like I, I highly doubt that any individual gamer is going to want to try and get this headset. It, it's not built for gaming. If you look up pictures of it, it really just looks like a pair of safety goggles. It, it doesn't seem to strap on all that well. And so I imagine that if you're playing Beat Saber, you know, you're swinging your arms all around. That headset's just going to fly right off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, wow. But it's, it's still interesting to see that augmented reality is still going strong, and we might see some interesting applications of that in the future. 120 degree yeah. field of view is important with augmented reality because if you've never gotten to try like a hollow lens, it's so much more important in augmented reality to have more field yeah. of view because VR, no matter how tiny the field of view is, it's you're blacked out beyond it. You can't see anything. Where with augmented reality, you can still have your full 210, 220, whatever you have personally, and then it's a smaller image. So like it's it really breaks the immersion in augmented reality when you turn your head and the image just disappears, but you still have vision where the image right. used to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna get us out of these uh the weeds of technical specifications. <laughs> Destiny, you've got our next news piece. Yes, so a newly announced game called Dreamhouse will be coming to VR. 
This game has you take several job, jobs ranging from renovating a run house to building a small hut in the forest to a real hacienda on a sandy beach. This game will offer photo quality graphics and a VR mode to let you inspect your creations. This has the possibility of being one of the most beautiful VR games to date. And honestly, have, like, have y'all watched the trailer for it? Jay, I'm sure yeah. you have, obviously. Yeah, I had a chance but, to watch it, too. Cool. Yeah, the graphics actually did look very legit. Like, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. pretty excited for this. And honestly, I'm just excited to see more games like this coming to VR. Because to me, that's other than the obvious gaming, that is one of the best things about VR is being able to, you know, take those unrealistic experiences that you may not get and like just do crazy things like i want to have a beach house like i want to <laughs> see these like fancy graphics and like do all this crazy stuff like it's really cool mm-hmm. as yeah. someone so- who's currently renovating your house could you take a break and get in vr and <laughs> renovate a house <laughs> even more good question. just for fun I, right i totally would if, it's, if it means i get a house by the beach i will totally renovate in vr and not just in <laughs> life. Like, it's, it's All right. Different. I'm, I'm going to go take a break and go renovate the house. <laughs> yes. I, sorry, my uh, other contractors are going to be here. I got to go jump in and help them. <laughs> <laughs> what is she talking You know, I, yeah. I looked at this game, and the weird thing was I didn't even know this was a game. When I read the first description, mm-hmm. it said, like, build a house and use the and be able to inspect it. It sounded like really just a building simulator. But then as I looked at it more, it was like talking about multiplayer and like situations you had to like overcome and stuff. And I was like, wait, is this a game or is this like a building thing? I still am kind of uncertain. No, I'm yeah, 100% that is with you. Area. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, I, like, this is like, I had to do so much research for this for this news piece. I had to watch the trailer like four times because it just <laughs> didn't make sense. Because it seems on the surface like it's just a straight building simulator. You know, you build it and then you can practice with it and show other people your creations. But there's like a whole story mode where you follow the story of this contractor who's like getting this company <laughs> off the ground. Yeah. Right. And and you have to worry about things like water and electricity yes, going and electricity. out. Yeah. And, and so and and like price and budget and things like that. And so like there's all these gamey elements on something that I thought was just going to be like a like an architect tool, you know? And so it, it was sort of odd. It was sort of an odd situation seeing this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely it makes it more different than because I know there's been another game kind of similar that I've talked about coming out before that had to do with like home renovating. So it's like right. they're taking that, but they've stepped it up a level like they're, you know, they're trying to implement like their games and uh, different features to help keep you entertained longer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So when Instead you hear about this, like though, visual. Destiny, when you hear about compared to that other game, right, when you hear about these types of gaming elements where you have to worry about, you know, budget or the storyline, does that make you more likely to buy it or less likely? I feel like it would actually be even more fun because then I feel like there's going to be more replayability instead of just mm. like, you know, building a structure and then be like, oh, that's cool. But, you know, now you actually get to you get to do more with it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, this game looks gorgeous. And what what I find most interesting is that so well, this first off, this is going to be built on Unreal Engine 5. And for those that haven't seen uh the videos Unreal Unreal has put out for their uh for that plat for that game platform, they've like, oh my god, it's mind-blowing what games can look like now once that's going to be more widespread. Um 
but for these kinds of graphics that i'm looking at here typically when this is vr uh friendly okay so first off this is going to have vr support if i'm reading this correctly it's not built yeah only a part of the game is for vr yeah so the only part in vr is once you finish a house you can walk through it in vr you you can't do like any of the building aspects in it it is the vr is solely a viewing mode that might make sense because because I'm looking at the lighting here and going, there's no way in hell they're going to be able to render this kind of lighting in real time. It's either got to be baked in or pre-rendered. Um, and I, I can't imagine like placing a new light in like it. I mean, you'd have to like place a new light in this these house and then like wait five minutes to like <laughs> see how see how your place looks. Um, uh, at least in VR. So, um that makes more sense because that means that they you can finish your house it's 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 done through flat screen and then you you know they render that um they they do a render of it and then you boot it into vr and who knows maybe you know we haven't seen vr gameplay yet maybe the vr gameplay doesn't have good lighting um we've certainly seen that in other games where like once you throw in the flat screen or the once you get into the vr version of a game like most of the lighting options have been simplified and a lot of the textures are now half-baked um so like you know this game looks gorgeous but i am concerned for how it's gonna look once it's in vr i don't know what shortcuts they're gonna have to take to make this work in vr right if it'll be more like still images or something yeah yeah exactly all right cool so do we have any sort of release date for this game destiny i didn't see one and it doesn't say anything about a release date on the trailer Mm -hmm. Coming. okay so yeah so (laughs) we'll get more information to you about this game as as we move on well is is uh unity engine 5 even out yet it is not it comes out next year right exactly so if this is built on unity engine 5 then unreal we've got engine man le- <laughs> yeah what, what was i saying oh yeah sorry unreal engine if this is um built on built on unreal 5 then we at minimum have till next year probably mid to later next year um until we see this game yeah yeah it definitely cool. it is newly announced so yeah we'll have to um keep a tab on mm-hmm. all right jay you got our last bit of news i believe or is it our last bit of news yeah it is well christmas season this year is finally going to be seeing mm-hmm. a good amount of vr releases we're going to talk about a couple of top ones but this is not nearly everything that's coming out so next month december we're almost there missed who remembers Mist as a child? Who ever touched it? I I think I was way too young. I remember like clicking on it and being just lost. <laughs> <laughs> Mist is coming out December tenth. The classic puzzle game. It's like a point and click, place to place, and it's getting a VR makeover coming to PC VR and Quest, which I'm pretty excited about because mm. I thought this was just going to be a Quest exclusive. It's going to be coming out. We're all going to be able to play it. It's a puzzle game and it used to be it was really weird because it was like these like still images on your computer screen and you would like click around until you figured out where you were supposed to click just <laughs> doing the exorcist over there i'm uh, sorry i'm grabbing a jacket <laughs> your, your head <laughs> was literally spinning for a second uh <laughs> that's coming out which i'm excited puzzle games adam you said you actually played some mist how, how do you think this can translate to vr you know, from what I was looking and, and reading about, this isn't just like taking the classic Mist game and putting it into VR. 
it's basically a full makeover and and remaster of the game. So there's free movement around the map. It should be an incredible oh. experience. So we'll it's not going it to be like Desolatium? I don't think, no. I don't think so, no. From what he's saying and from what we kind of seen, it looks like there's going to actually be movement, but it's going to be using the same. It's going to feel like Mist. It's going to have puzzles again like it. Like it's going to feel like the same game, but like so much more freedom than we've ever had in Mist. Right. Which... Cool. I'm excited. I like puzzle games. I'm definitely, I can't wait. I'm <laughs> going to be playing this one for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warhammer 40K Battle Sister. What a weird name for a game. This <laughs> one is going to be an Oculus Store exclusive. Warhammer 40K what? Battle Sister <laughs> oh, yeah. is, is coming December 8th. This now, is, this is a line. There's other Warhammer games, right, Rip? There's this tons is, oh, yeah. of Warhammer games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the biggest franchises yeah. out there. <laughs> Warhammer yeah. is a big IP. So, and I am so mad that this is going to be an... I have an Oculus headset, and I'm still mad that this is an exclusive. <laughs> I'm getting the feeling... Well, maybe you'll be mad. less mad. You might be less mad once you hear some of the features. Jay, you want to keep going with it? Yes. <laughs> it's got an tell. intense single player. It's got multiplayer. It's going to be a fun action game shooting, melee combat, powers. Maybe for people who have no idea what Warhammer is. I, I feel like I played one, but I'm struggling to piece in my mind which one it was tell us just a little bit what is warhammer like as a game rip so warhammer that, that's not hold on before he gets too into this <laughs> i need to put a disclaimer for asking that question okay i thought about going to warhammer for one second and saw a name and clicked on that name and got brought to a wikipedia page for that single character that was like 300 pages long. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. So before you ask that question, know what you're getting into. <laughs> five minute, five minute That's summary. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, it's it's just one of those worlds that has a ridiculous amount of lore. People have been building on this thing for years. Um, so, you know, everyone's description of this is a bad description if you, you know, ask the right nerds. Um, but I'll try to keep it brief. Um, Warhammer is this it's war well there's warhammer and warhammer 40k first of all um this is 40k specifically and 40k is it's humanity is in space it's like super far into the future and there's like weird magic space stuff happening and humanity is this big totalitarian empire and they're sending off their super soldiers to fight in endless wars against aliens and it's a really hardcore like brutal universe um it, that has so much you can look into um it's 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 a pretty cool universe a, a lot of the designs and just general like vibe of those um those stories is is similar simultaneously unique and yet like bread and buttered like just chaos nerd stuff that like any any self-respective uh uh like D and D, forty k, like all those sorts of things. Um, this this fits pretty neatly into those hardcore nerd uh, genres. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this because I also like forty k. I'm I'm I haven't looked too deeply into the lore. I know like some stuff. I played some of the games. I played a tiny bit of the tabletop. Um, uh, I, but like compared to some other people, I'm not even close to being a like a, a middling 
connoisseur of 40k <laughs> material <laughs> well my question then someone like me who isn't even certain i've played one of these is this still something i'm just going to get right into or do i oh, need yeah. to like oh okay i don't need yeah, to do yeah. some and, research. and i maybe can answer that maybe a little bit better because i really didn't have any sort of 40k background and i've been able to jump into one or two 40k games without any problem at all you maybe mm-hmm. they, they put a lot of stuff in there that I think really caters to long-term fans of the game. And so they're right. throwing around these cool names and I'm just like, yeah, sure. I mean, this is the dude with the big sword. Okay, cool. I got that. Right. Mm-hmm. But but the games are actually pretty well designed and it really they, they do a good job of catering to people that don't know anything about the games too. And and it's just a fun sort of universe to explore as well. It's pretty brutal. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, personally, like for me, I know it's an Oculus exclusive, but I, I'm excited to see some of the single and multiplayer modes that it has to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, 40K has a bit of a curse when it comes to video games, unfortunately. More often than not, they've got a lot of problems. They're kind of lackluster when they come out. Like 40, I mean, just due to the nature of being a huge IP, 40K... Um, along with Warhammer in general, is one of those notorious places where you find a lot of Kickstarter games and a lot of like half-baked ideas coming out. Um, so immediately when I hear a game, <laughs> and when you combine that with VR, which has the same exact issues of having half-baked ideas and just like not feeling like a complete game, the, there's, the odds are stacked against you, 40k Battle Sister. I look forward to be proving, proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I yeah. hope so, too. I'm interested in this because I just don't know anything about it. So, hey, more VR is more VR and more multiplayer. I'm good with that. Adam, you got to get Revive going, man. You got to be able to play Rift exclusives with us. Hey, you know, both of you pick up 40K for the multiplayer. I'll join you guys. Mm, yes. he, has, he, has, he has Revive. He played uh, Stormland with me. Well, he keeps using um, it as an excuse here. to not play games with me, so I guess he just <laughs> hates me. Oh, that's a Rift exclusive. I can't play it. Uh, <laughs> he, might not, he might not like to boot it up. <laughs> well, uh, one of our favorites here on the podcast, we've all talked about loving Pistol Whip. Awesome game. Good exercise. Kind of a competitor to Beat Saber in that whole realm of like active rhythm games. They're getting mm-hmm. more DLC December 1st. That's in a week. And if they follow suit, it's always been free. They just throw it out there with you. This is Pistol Whip 2089. So we're getting kind of a futuristic five new chapters bleak sci-fi world you're destroying new robot enemies with all new weapons which i'm super excited about because i've been loving pistol whip but i'm like okay i'm getting a little tired of shooting guys in suits like i want to see something new and it sounds like we're gonna get it in just a week yeah and watching the trailer for it there was plenty new to experience there's there uh there's a picture of you know a whole bunch of enemies are lined up in front of you and the guy takes an smg points it sideways oh. and just bah, 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 and hits all of the guys. Oh, that's pretty cool. It, and oh, with the auto aim, cool. it just will feel like the most insane oh, right. thing ever. Yeah. So one of the best things about pistol whip, and, and this is weird that I get to say this is the auto aim. Normally I don't like auto aim, but in a game like pistol whip, it's so good. And so when you're firing the SMG in a burst and having every bullet hit the enemy as you're swinging it across will feel oh, the most so John good. Wick I moment like, yeah. I can imagine. That, so <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> that sounds sick. Same. Like I usually am like, you know, I'm a hardcore shooter guy. So you'd think auto aim would be like a sin in my book. But no, like the auto aim just makes you feel like John Wick the entire time. <laughs> um, and that is, you know, it, it's it's so fun. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, 
Oh, that sounds so cool. That sounds so cool. Right. But what do you guys think about the story chapters? Pistol Whip isn't normally the kind of game that you'd think has an in-depth right. story. And so I was kind of surprised when I heard that. What do you guys think? I look forward to seeing it, I guess. I wasn't expecting it. I don't know if anyone was. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I was happy with it not having a story. I was okay with just more content, more guns, um, the more maps to play. That that would have been plenty for me. Um, but having a, quote, story involved, like having writers on board and like making something um, along those lines... I mean, I didn't. I don't know how it's gonna mix in with the existing game they've got, since it's such like an out of this world. Like, they're taking a lot of creative liberties to make it, to have it make sense. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious if they're calling it that, and it's still gonna. I mean, if you really like try to look in some of the current pistol whip levels there's like things going on in the location like like you could kind of try to draw a story so maybe when it says that it's gonna be more interpretive like there's that one where you're like on the battle planes flying in the sky like through this war zone like that's probably the one that's like the most feels the most like something's happening And I wonder if it's just going to be kind of a little more of that or if there's actually going to be right. like, like a prelude that takes you in and kind of you actually hear them like talk about something happening. I don't know what to expect. And you know, it's, I think it's, it's the latter. Yeah, I think it's the latter because when you watch the trailer, they actually have a narrator for the trailer saying it's like, we didn't last long after the machines attacked and like goes into this like two minute dialogue. And, and it just, yeah, it just seemed kind of weird. You know, it's not like Beat Saber has the storyline where like, you know, you're a struggling sword musician needing to make a living, you know? <laughs> it's like you don't need a storyline to play Rip Rips is dying over there. I have there. never yeah. heard that laugh before. That was great. <laughs> and so it just seems so <laughs> weird. Struggling whip. sword musician. <laughs> and so it, it just sort of seems like a weird <sighs> fit, you know? It's Beat Saber is about shooting enemies on time with the beat. And maybe it makes a little more sense than Beat Saber. But it just, I don't know, will, will it add to the game? I mean, Destiny, remind me, have you played Pistol Whip before? I haven't. Um... So so with the story <laughs> mode, you are you more it? inclined to play it? It's like, wow, you know, this isn't just a music shooting game. It has a story now. You're like, I want to get involved in that deep music, you know, robot shooting storyline. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll be honest, it doesn't, like, add to it. It doesn't make me want to play it more. I think it's one of the games where you either want to play it or you don't. Just like when mm-hmm. I first got my quest, like, my first games were, like, Pavlov, Arizona Sunshine, like, games like that that were coming out. But um, it took me a while to finally try Beat Saber. And then I liked it. And even now, it's like, you know, that type of game just still doesn't appeal to me. But eventually, I'm sure right. I'll pick it up and try it. And it'll be cool that now that there is storyline <laughs> you know i haven't found a person that doesn't like this game once they try it though i really think you should just bite the bullet and try it because if nothing else it's good exercise actually if you want to be active but like everyone i put in i don't even tell them what it is i'm like you want to you want to feel badass and they're like uh okay and i put them in this and i haven't found a single person that wasn't impressed and had a great time it's just it's one of these games that's just it's so much more than what it seems mm-hmm I will say yeah. I'm not surprised that you didn't that you weren't crazy about Beat Saber. I think you would enjoy Pistol Whip at least more. Um, that whether it'll be like a, a, as enthusiastic as Pavlov, I don't know. Um, because but, just because it implements more of that shooter aspect, right? It feels it, it, amazing. It, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it'll be almost more akin to Arizona Sunshine, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. We need to find one of those levels where there's some dancing people and put you in there because you'll be laughing. <laughs> uh, but I was the same way <laughs> for a long time. I, I saw Pistol Whip and I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. And I was kind of lukewarm. It was actually when Rip got it that he was like, this right. is like top five games for me already. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't really been like super like, oh, I need to get this. Like it was just one of those games like you see it and it doesn't look like what it's going to be until you experience it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like most of VR, right? <laughs> yeah. Like most VR. Yep. okay i'm gonna move us on into the discussion section but first we want to tell you about our sponsor do one of you two want to pick it up or that's how about you take i I, I gladly can i will butcher it oh come on well (laughs) destiny has two of these you know she actually believes in them obviously i do i do (laughs) you guys know about our sponsor asterian products they are amazing they offer the highest quality universal vr headset stands because your headset's sitting in a box your headset sitting on the ground you need a gorgeous throne for this thing and this thing fits the bill it's got rgb lighting you can set it to one color you can have it cycle through colors it looks great even without being turned on it's just minimalist and gorgeous your headset gets to be where it belongs and if you want one you can get five bucks off Five dollars off your order of nineteen ninety nine or more by just using the code Full Dive. It's one word, Full Dive at AsterianProducts.com. And a couple of you out there have done it, and you've all we've gotten back is good feedback so far. So I can't recommend enough. I have five. Destiny has three. I mean, <laughs> we're we've got like over ten of these things between all of us here. On I the really podcast. want those. We have like an army uh, of headphone them. stands. We do Holy yeah the vertex? <laughs> yeah, I really want a vertex, especially because I've got like my monitoring headphones, my gaming headphones, and like all this other uh, stuff. Just as someone right. who works in audio a lot, that I I I like. I've already got the. I keep my aura stand on top of my PC and I just want like a line of, <laughs> yes, <laughs> of Asterian yeah. stand. So I got to get another one at some point. I have a code here. for you, Rip, when you're ready. I have a code oh, for you. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Code for dive. <laughs> Do it. Do it, yes. <clears throat> um, get it out right. of the box. And with the sponsorship uh, said and done, we've got some... Oh, was this just left over from? Well, we've is... got the one game that's hot, the one game that just came oh, out. Oh, right, right. For the first part of our discussion, and then we'll, and then we got to talk about Christmas Buying Guide. So, like, have any of you? Did any of you get to play or see any footage of the new Star Wars game that came out? I have not. Game? I'm gonna pull it up though as we're talking. Yeah, well, about Jay. It. Well, how about you tell us all about it? What what kind of game is the Star Wars game? So it's an Oculus Quest exclusive. What the f? I was gonna yeah, play it on my if rift. If you're on your rift, you're not gonna be able to get it. <laughs> I was gonna Wait, play really? on my rift, <sighs> and I was like, "Oh, I'm sure it'll come to other headsets." Now, most of you have played Vader Immortal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, where Vader Immortal, people said, "Oh, it leaned too hard on the story and didn't have enough enough uh, interactivity and gameplay." This game has completely flipped the script, and now I'm suffering, wishing there was more story instead of just gameplay. So you're a smuggler like every other Star Wars thing ever. Uh, you start off in a ship and immediately the Empire's coming trying to trying to take this cargo you were smuggling. And then you're dropped onto this world and you're fighting your way through it. But the thing about Vader Immortal that was that I found a little tedious was there's always some box you need to like unscrew or cut or open or something. Right. Now this game, you're either shooting enemies or you're unscrewing or cutting open a box. Oh no. <laughs> and it's the whole 
game so far. And the what? pistols in it, they got all these different laser pistols, and they're all horribly inaccurate. So I'm like trying to, you can actually two hand them now, and you can actually aim them. And I'm using the sights, and I'm missing. I I feel like this took everything bad about Vader Immortal and made it into a full game. Oh no, which, that's not what I want to hear. I know. This I'm, looks I'm, so good in the trailer. It does. I'm kind of frustrated because like the lightsaber play was so good in Vader Immortal. Now you got a game with oh, no yeah. lightsabers, at least so far. You got the crappy guns that can't be aimed right. You got a multi-tool that's either got a blowtorch, an electric shocker, or a or a screwdriver on it. And every time you find a loot crate or an ammo box or you want to call it, you're using two or three of these tools to get into it. And picking up some thermal detonators and <laughs> and friendly droids to help you fight, and then you're walking back through the world doing the same thing again and again. Uh, if you're a total Star Wars fanboy, you might find this game worth it because of what you get to see. I mean, you're hanging out with C-3PO, you're searching for R2, uh, but if you're not a total Star Wars fanboy, the gameplay is not stellar. It, mm-hmm. It's really not. It's like the worst parts of Vader Immortal put in a, in a loop over and over again. It's like yeah. the developers for Vader Mo is like, I heard you like opening boxes, so let's give you a whole game of that, right? <laughs> exactly, oh. exactly. ILMX Labs or whatever, whatever their exact name is, something like that. Yeah, they made Vader Immortal. They had a big hand in this, and it's <laughs> it shows. It, <laughs> I'm I'm struggling to find a reason to continue playing it, except for the fact that I kind of want to see R two, and I think Yoda's in it. I want to like see them Ooh. in VR, but like so far, I'm just like, this is the gameplay is pretty dull in mm-hmm. my opinion and you know i this, if i remember correctly from talking about it when they announced it this is an episodic game so like this is one of three that's coming out eventually is that correct that's what i thought but this one was 25 bucks so gosh i hope not Ooh. because i am not paying 25 bucks three times for this like i paid 10 bucks three times for vader immortal so right. i, I kind of feel like this is the whole game and apparently it ties really hard into the tales from galaxy edge stuff at disneyland like if you've been there you're gonna enjoy this game more because it like ties into that i don't know it, there's only so many star wars references that can get me excited to keep playing this game because i'm struggling at the moment with with the boring <laughs> gameplay yeah, I'm looking at some gameplay trailers right now, and now, and after saying that, like the guy in the trailer looks like he's struggling to hit anything. Yep. <laughs> and before I would have watched and, that trailer and was like, "Well, he just sucks at shooting, right?" But now it's like, "Well, maybe the guns just suck," you know? So, yeah, right, I mean, they the look awkward game. to hold. And, hey, it's, and they, you just got that stormtrooper accuracy. It's just a stormtrooper simulator, right? It's it's teaching you why they're so bad in the movies. Like now, I get it. <laughs> I never would have been able to shoot Luke either because, like, I'm just shooting wildly and I barely hit people. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, the and the the enemies look pretty bare bone. Like I was talking about Zero Caliber and how I wasn't a fan of the enemies in that one. They look even worse here somehow. I'm looking at these enemies wandering around the map, and they're. They they look clunky. Nothing to write <laughs> home look, about. <laughs> nothing to write home about, indeed. That's unfortunate. I was kind of excited for this, but I, now that I know it's like Oculus Quest exclusive anyway, I, I kind of want this to be a bad game just so that <laughs> just out I'm, of I'm spite. Out. Yeah, just out right, of spite. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But Jay, you know, final thoughts on it. How about you know one one to ten? How would you rate this game? Ugh, a four if you're not a major fanboy. Okay. Might if drag you are it up a major fanboy. It might yeah. drag it up to a seven if you're just so into the Star Wars world that you get a hard on every time you see the Millennium Falcon <laughs> take off. <laughs> maybe, maybe. 
But for me, I'm like struggling. Besides the fact that I streamed the first half and I kind of want to like figure out I should keep streaming. That's like the only reason I feel like going back to it. Otherwise, I would wash my hands of this game right now. And I've played, I think, maybe maybe an hour and a half of it. Ooh, mm. that's not that does not bode well. Mm hmm. All right, I'm going to move us on into the buyer's guide. That's what I think a lot of people here are waiting for because it's, you know, the, it, Christmas is coming. We're running that's out of time. That's how we're going to, to title get... the video. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so welcome to this part of the podcast if you if you skipped ahead. Um, <laughs> so we've got a couple categories here we're going to talk about. We're talking sub-150. We're talking sub-$400. And then we're talking above $400. Um, and... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, and then at the end, we'll throw in like like a couple games that um, we recommend you all buy. Um, but let's start with uh, less than 150. So your budget is $150. You're like, I don't know, picking this up for your brother or something, right? Um, how? What 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 headsets do you get? What what do you guys recommend? I know Jay here. Jay here is probably our resident like tried all the VR headsets yeah. <laughs> guy, <laughs> so he's probably gonna be talking the most here. <laughs> you know, I'm totally cool with that. You know, he he's our <laughs> VR connoisseur. Well, if if your budget's 150, thank goodness you can actually get into a VR headset now. Right, that didn't, that didn't used to be the case. Whether you've got a PS4 or a PS5, it's getting to the point you can find used PSVRs in this range now. Absolutely. Or if you've got a gaming PC, you can find used Windows Mixed Reality headsets in this range. But if you don't have either, you're probably not going to get into VR this season. Uh, Still, the Quest one, I have not been able to find one for less than like 230, 240. So, you need, if you're buying for someone, they've got to either have a PS4 or a gaming PC if you're going to get them one for this price. If you get them a PSVR, it needs to be 150 or less, in my opinion, for a couple of reasons. One, you shouldn't pay that much for a PSVR anymore uh, if it's <laughs> used. That would just be crazy. And uh, you need to be careful because if they're going to get a PS5 down the road, some people have had this happen already. They bought a used PSVR and they went to order the adapter that you need. And Sony's like, oh, someone already ordered that adapter with your serial number. So you're just screwed. You can't get oh. one. So huh. be wary if you're buying one with the plans of getting a PS5. And if you're going to buy a used Windows Mixed Reality headset, um, the Lenovo Explorer was one of the originals. I actually got one brand new for 150 a few wow. years ago when they were clearancing them. So Try to get the Lenovo Explorer. There's an original HP one that you'll find pretty cheap, but it was uncomfortable and awful. And what do you uh, think? Are those Windows Mixed Reality headsets worth it, though? If you only got 150 bucks, is it worth shilling out that much in order to get into VR? Yes, because you still get the full VR experience. And if you've never had VR, it's going to still feel pretty cool. Really, the reason these things get so much hate is because people have had another VR headset and they switch to these. And then they're like, oh. But if you've never done any VR, these things will do enough work to get you into it and get you having fun. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, okay. cool. Let's go on to the next tier then. So we got our mid-tier with the, the $400 range. Or under. And so in this range, yeah, or, or under. So we're looking at the Quest 2 coming in at $300. Maybe a Quest 1 used, maybe around $250. And potentially a Rift S if someone has a gaming yeah. PC. Yeah, I mean, the Rift S is 400 bucks or less, depending on if you get it up sale or used. So it absolutely falls into this category these days. Yeah, Yeah. so I feel uh -huh. like this category is going to be really easy to talk about then, right? Like right. if if your person you're buying for or you want to get into it yourself, you got $400 to throw around, you got a gaming PC, 
maybe consider going for the Rift S. The danger with that, though, is that it's being discontinued and won't right. be supported anymore next year. So even yeah. with that, Rift S owners, would you still recommend getting one? Yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. Um, I'm at that stage now where I'm kind of like telling people there's uh, VR is in a bit of a weird place right now where I can't say I'd recommend like it's unfortunate. But right now for VR for PlayStation, not PlayStation for PC VR, I'm almost like just save up for an index. I know it's a thousand bucks. But right now the situation is either you get an Oculus Quest, which will be a subpar PC VR experience. You get a Rift S, which is going to be discontinued and lose its support in like two years at, around at least. Um, you get a uh, HP Reverb G2, which is just prone to all sorts of tracking issues. It's not a perfect headset in so many regards. Um, and like right now, all I can say is like the Vive was still really good. Maybe get a used Vive. Um like it, it's it's showing its age age for sure but at least it worked it was a solid um headset and you got you, you know you're, you're getting one of your pay for at this point for a used one of those um but really you gotta jump to that thousand dollar range it sucks i know but that's for for us pc vr people that well you know we want to be playing half-life alex we want to be playing elite dangerous we want to be playing these really cool games um we're seeing a lot of DLSS support talk um, coming up. So hopefully, even if you don't have like the best plate uh, uh, custom built PC right now, hopefully you still will be able to play some games with some pretty good quality on an index. So, yeah, it's just that that sub four hundred dollar range. You're looking at people that just want to get an Oculus Quest, in which case that is totally worth the money. Um, I wouldn't recommend one out of personal bias because I do not like what Facebook is doing right now in so many aspects. Um, but for but, the hardware itself, it's definitely a good deal. Absolutely. There's no way Facebook is making a profit on the hardware right now. <laughs> <laughs> they're hoping to make software sales and they're going to sell your data like crazy to make sure that they get money. Um, because, for, yeah, 400 bucks or 300 bucks for the tech that's inside these headsets is just like you said it's crazy yeah so for the mid-range you know sub four hundred dollars we're we definitely i think we i think we can all recommend that if you're looking at a sub 400 range either psvr if you own a playstation and maybe not even that but definitely quest 2 is the way to go and if you have a gaming pc all the better we haven't touched on consider who you're buying for if it's someone that's not into tech and dealing with things and settings and stuff the quest in this category is just the most user-friendly like you put it on and you play so consider that i mean like my my dad is getting into vr which is awesome to see but like i still wouldn't recommend to him a valve index even if he had the money to spend because i know he's just going to get sick of fighting with it and just give up I would mm-hmm. still say stay in the quest category in his because it's just going to be easier. Right. You can't really go. I mean, for for Oculus Quest, you get a standalone VR headset and you can plug it into your computer if you want to play PC VR games. So if you really can't bump up your price more to get like a nice index or get a nice uh, uh, Vive or something along those lines, um, you know, you're stuck to that $400 budget range. I'd say the Quest 2 is a pretty safe um, expense at this point. That plus like a good uh, either third party or the pro strap, um, something along those lines. 
and you've got a very very solid vr experience then it, it is unlikely at that point especially for someone who has not owned a vr headset yet they'll be happy with it for sure <laughs> yes all right see i kind of wonder if like so i don't know if you remember but last holiday season the quest sold out crazy quick and mm-hmm. nobody could get a hold of them so then it went from being you know i think at the time what it was like four four hundred four fifty to the scalpers i've saw some of them going for like almost eight hundred dollars yeah and then so some of these people who are new into vr and i don't know if like the uh supply is going to meet the demand this holiday season maybe it will and maybe you know the prices won't go skyrocketed and everybody will get what they want but if it happens again for these people who um you know, or seeing these headsets go for like $750 and $800, it is so close to the price of an index that if they have a PC, like just get the index. Like that's insane. But speaking of the index, let's go into our highest category. We're talking the high tier $400 plus. So uh, Destiny, what kind of headsets do we have hanging out in this high tier? So we have the G2 and the Index, my personal favorite. <laughs> that you've never tried. <laughs> right. But in so terms bad. of pricing, <laughs> in terms of pricing though, for this high tier, we're looking at the index or the G2, what's it retail reselling for? Six hundred dollars. And we got the index at a whopping thousand dollars for the full kit. Um, so this is the highest end. You only get this gift if if you or the person you're buying for has a high-end gaming PC that can support this kind of stuff. Um, but when you do this, this high tier, definitely the best quality on the market that you can get for for high fidelity VR experiences. Mm-hmm. The only right. the only reason I would recommend, though, if you're going to buy someone of HP, HP Reverb G2 is if you have someone you're shopping for that loves sim racing, sim flight yes. games like that is the only audience that should own an hp reverb g2 and they're gonna be absolutely blown away excited to get this headset for that because the visual clarity looks absolutely amazing and the controller tracking kind of sucks but they're not going to use the controllers they're gonna be playing with the steering wheel or a hotas joystick so that's the only reason i would say if you're if you're looking high tier this christmas the only reason to buy a g2 is if the person you're playing for plays sims and plans to play sims in vr right yeah, I'd say that's pretty accurate. And and for those curious, the HP Reverb G2 arguably has, if not the best, some of the best uh, visual fidelity right now. It's a gorgeous headset. And on top of that, Windows keeps releasing all these updates to keep improving old hardware so that the visual fidelity just somehow keeps getting better, even though the hardware isn't changing. Um, so really cool stuff there. But like you have to picture buying this headset as if the controllers aren't coming with it because the tracking <laughs> is pretty pretty bad you know if you're playing a lot of shooters if you're playing stuff where you're going to be bringing the the those controllers closer to your headset um just the general build quality they're they're not good controllers they're like i mean they're better than playstation but you know. <laughs> it, it's actually they're so bad that it it's a little even iffy depending on what you're dealing really? with. Like they're oh, oh, I've seen some videos thing. of them that I'm like, oh wow. Like it and this was this was what people predicted because this was the same tech old technology. Mm-hmm. And and again, same thing we said earlier with the other HP headsets. If no someone has never played VR, it's still gonna seem pretty cool to them. Just like right. people who had never played VR played PSVR and got past the tracking issues. Like, it's that good. But if they've had any VR experience, these controllers are going to dampen their experience. Like, this headset right. 
it, the headset itself is amazing. The tracking controllers, just forget those. You're getting this for the beautiful clarity in the headset. <laughs> is it worse than the Cosmos, though? A, a chat user asks. You know, Cosmos I, has I a lot like, of issues. I feel like people have compared it to the Cosmos. Ooh, <laughs> like, yeah, that is not that a flattering range. comparison. Right. Yeah, just for those looking at those uh, Vive options right now, unfortunately, Vive, I don't know what they're doing over there, but they have they're just they're not they're not putting up a good showing right now they're they're their stuff is fraught with issues yeah for the high-end vr market i wouldn't consider them if you want controllers go index if you don't want controllers go the the g2 so Mm. that's sort of where we're at for the high tier right and and there is the honor roll mention of the pimax headsets if you're really one of those guys that just has money to blow <laughs> if you're thinking about getting a pimax headset i bet you've already made your decision you don't need us yeah, telling you about it <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's just the fun research bit all right all right um, so let's wrap it up you should we do a quick recap so uh, yeah or what was that yeah so and, then, and then um i mm-hmm. think some one or two games per person like like pick this up and you'll probably enjoy it because you know a lot of people they'll be buying their you know if a family is buying their kid this vr headset well what game do they buy with it um so we'll give some options there but first let's recap on the budget options okay uh destiny want to wrap up our budget options so like are you asking what games we recommend if we if they buy like a quest or something like that no i think we'll Wait, wait, wait. Well, after, after, afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll just do a quick recap of all our different categories. So we're talking low, um, you know, the budget VR. You want to get VR on a budget sub $150. If, if, if you have a gaming PC, go for a used Windows Mixed Reality headset or a brand new one. Um, if you have a PlayStation, go for a used PSVR. Be a little careful that they have a PS4, maybe not a PS5, because you need an adapter. Mm. Uh, for the sub $400 in our mid-tier VR category, we're really, we can't recommend anything but the Quest 2. The Quest 2 is the definite winner in this category. It doesn't require a gaming PC, but if you have one, all the better. And then for the high-quality VR headset, you know, unlimited budget, we're thinking that the maybe not unlimited, but reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, in the realm of hobbies, which is VR kind of ent- exits that world of just like an easy video game console. And when you get to these prices, this is like an, a hobby, right? You know, you might be an enthusiast. You know, this is something you're active with. You're spending a lot of time in. This is some nice gear. And in the respect of hobbies, even a thousand dollars isn't that much compared to some other hobbies out there. <laughs> right. So for the VR enthusiast category. We're looking at the G2 if you're really into sim and you don't care about the controllers. We're talking sim racing and and Microsoft Flight Sim, those sort of things. If you do care about controllers, our winner for this category is the Index. With the best tracking and graphics and controllers, it just has a good just solid all package all around. Yep. And, and it's so, been that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Much we'll since see. It came out. Maybe we should do this yeah. every year, though. I feel like next year we might have some oh, yeah. editors in this Talking category. About the, <laughs> Absolutely, the, the Dodo headset. Uh, yeah, we'll the see Deco if that enters the realm. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll see. 
But now once you get your fancy headset, what kind of games are we looking for? Maybe we can just go Mm -hmm. around and everyone can recommend one or two games that they'd recommend. We'll cut out Beat Saber because I know at least two of us here are going to say that off the bat. We'll just say (laughs) right off the bat, Beat Saber, can't recommend that enough in any category. But how about we start over here with Jay? Jay, you know, one or two games, what do you recommend for a new VR user? If you're getting a PSVR Astrobot Rescue Mission, it's good for all ages. The family will play it together. <laughs> I've heard it's, that a lot. It's the most adorable game. And then any headset you're getting, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, it's available on mm-hmm. every platform. I can't recommend it enough. It's a great game. And it's every single headset could play it. So great game. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, so Destiny, for... what are your choices? Yeah. <laughs> For Quest, I would say if you're wanting to use it without the link, I would get Arizona Sunshine. Like, that is such a fun shooter. Like, I've hardly met anybody who didn't enjoy that game. And mm-hmm. then if you're going to use it with the link, ooh, hmm. I don't know, because all the games I like, I don't know if new beginners would be into them. But I, <laughs> I don't know. That one's kind of well, I mean, one. you hopped right into Pavlov, and plenty of people do. You are yes, okay to I- recommend it. Okay. That, I mean, well, I, that is a, actually a really popular one. I do hear a lot of people talk about that, and that is what got me into VR. So, yes, if you're able to either like sideload it or um, just use the PC game version of it through Steam or whatever, then I would definitely recommend Pavlov. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so, I can't recommend enough. We talked about it earlier on the show, but Pistol Whip. It's an incredible game. It runs natively on Quest and also on PC VR really well. And the second game I'd recommend, this is only for you Steam VR fans, uh, so you need a gaming computer to run this, but Half-Life Alex is one of the Absolutely. best single-player mm-hmm. games experiences that you can get on the market right now. Mm-hmm. All right, Rip, and how are you going to wrap I'll, this up? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do a, I'll do a bit of courtesy to the games that have VR support as opposed to the games that are truly VR, because you've got some good games that you can buy people, and even if they don't end up using their VR headset all the time, they can still get some good VR gaming in. And that's got, you got like Microsoft Flight Sim, that's going to be a really popular game for a lot of people, and you've got, um, uh, what was it, well, uh, it's, it's hard to like give one or two, because this is like, You've got a ton of options when it comes to those sim communities. You've got you've got project racing. You've got grid. You've got you know you'll have to do a bit of your own research here, but there's pl- plenty of games that have VR support that are going to be fun for the people you're buying these games for, even if they don't end up playing it in VR. My biggest pick though would probably be Skyrim VR. I think it's technically <laughs> a separate purchase, um, but Skyrim VR, you know you take one of the best games ever made and you add vr support and what could go wrong well a lot of bugs but if you ignore those (laughs) (laughs) it's a great game but but bugs and bugs and (laughs) bethesda game studios just it's it's a very hand in hand (laughs) yeah And with that, I think uh, hopefully that gives you guys some ideas. If you're still got some questions, we are totally around in the Discord. We would love to talk to you guys, give you some recommendations. What do you want to buy? You've got you've got extenuating circumstance in your purchasing decisions. Whatever the case may be, we're here to help. Um, yeah, especially around these holiday times, we we know that it's going to be tough. And for a lot of you people that you know might be listening in this on this podcast, someone recommended to you. You just happen to Google, hey, what are the heads, headsets I should be buying? We know it's tough. This is a big industry, or a growing industry. Things are changing. The news article you read from twenty nineteen about like 
the the headsets you buy probably isn't accurate anymore. So feel free to ask plenty of questions over in our Discord community. And there are links to that everywhere. It's in the show notes. It's in the YouTube description. Hopefully it is not too hard for you to find. And with that, we're going to wrap things up. As I just said, Discord server. You heard that spiel. But if you want to support this podcast, consider uh, becoming a, an avid diver for $5 a month. You can be supporting this podcast. You get the podcast in uh, stereo, wonderful audio. It sounds great. Um, I, 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 I do my best to really like spice that up so that the patrons really get something extra out of those. Um, they also, um, if we record the podcast early enough, then the podcast episode will come out early on Patreon as well. Um, and then last but not least, if you are listening to us on our various podcast platforms, we are pretty much everywhere. Um, but you want to see what's going on here. You know, this is a VR podcast we of course have to record it in VR. What was that sound? (laughs) Wasn't mine. (laughs) That was like ear splitting. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. That totally distracted me. Um, (laughs) so yeah, if you're, if you're, um, listening in, uh, do consider checking out our YouTube channel, checking out some videos there and vice versa. If you're watching the live stream, you're just watching one of like the small clips, um, consider checking out you know our various podcast platforms you want to listen to us in the car we got you um if there is a podcast platform that you prefer and we're not on it let me know and i will make sure we are there i think i've got them all now at this point so and that is all thank you for listening guys we will see you on episode 30 next week (laughs) bye-bye That was a, that was a tough thought there, trying to figure out the number, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to pause for emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> oh. After hours, yay. <laughs> <laughs>